okay and we are recording now yeah we're recording now so thanks thanks to terry brought to being with us today from orlando uh it's um uh, 8 a.m right uh 11 a.m 11 a.m oh yeah, yeah we're on yeah. eastern time we here i'm mixing my things up yeah, u.s eastern so you're usually about six awesome. hours ahead of us <laughs> yes well we are in the talk show hosted um voices of change so terry uh, I, we've, we've known each other for years now. How long? I can't even remember. I think about a thousand years. It's been wonderful. I'm ready for the <laughs> next thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, show us uh, how uh, or what Orlando looks like, because behind you, you have thousands of books because you're a very efficient leader and, uh, and, um, and host for TV shows and talk show host. And so you, you must have thousands of DVDs and CDs behind you. But let's have a look at what Orlando really looks like right now. Well, yeah, that's, that, this is Orlando behind me, but these are just the books that I like that I really like. I'm actually now got even more on eBooks. So I like those, but if you wanna look at Orlando right now, this is Orlando there. I'm just clicking over here. And this is the lake we're looking out over. And uh, that over there is a very prominent attraction here in Orlando. And I'll zoom in on this right here so you can see it. Yeah. It might be recognizable to some people. Christine, what does that look like to you? Ah, that's that looks wonderful. It looks like a castle. It is. That is Hogwarts. <laughs> Harry Potter's world at Universal Studios in Orlando. So that's what we get a chance to look out and see just one of the sites from where we are. And we have been honored to have you and your husband Deidre be and visit here as well. Yes, I remember. Well, uh, I remember um, specifically that I was on your terrace and I was I was sleepy because I was recovering from the jet lag. I remember. I mean. Oh yeah, we, we're all familiar with that <laughs> jet lag, so and we bounce lag, across, yes. yeah, bounce back so, and forth Terry, across the pond. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how was the little Terry? Because you know we always want to know uh, how you how how was the little Terry? What what have you been doing as a little child, and where did you grow up? And tell us a bit more about yourself. Well, I was born at a very young age. And, uh, so, and in the state of Michigan, uh, in the United States, which is the mitten state, you know, we always hold up our hand this way when we say, okay, there's Michigan, you know, there's where it is. And uh, Detroit's over here. And I was born here in this little town uh, called Jackson and grew up there and uh, did a lot of work. And even in an early age, like in second grade, I started doing uh, work within a little newspaper that we created on our bus. And I started talking and then in high school, did a little bit more with the uh, writing in newspapers and then got into radio. Uh, when I was in uh, junior in high school. And so I started working with that undergrad degree became radio, TV, newspaper. So that's really my background. And then after I graduated with undergrad, I figured there was a thing called, I found out there was a thing called business and they have a thing called profit and loss. So I needed to learn about that. So I went back for an MBA and I got that. And then uh, <laughs> since then I've been working with technology and showing people how they can use technology and leverage that to build better relationships. That's right. You're going to give us a few tips while this, the post, this podcast and um, to tell more a little bit about yourself, uh, you are earning uh, also the Cavett Award, right? Aren't, aren't yeah, I received the Cavett Award. You can see that it's right over here, right there. That's a Cavett yeah, Award. Yeah, I, I can see it I was just very behind your that. head. It's just like, woohoo, <laughs> the yeah. Cavett Award just behind you. Tell us a little bit about the Cavett Award because our listeners don't really know what it's like, what it's, what it's all about. 
The Cavett Award is the highest award that the National Speakers Association in the United States has. It's named after, and as you can see the statue there, it looked, as I move it over here, there we are, like that. That is a replica of Cavett Robert. He was a co-founder of the National Speakers Association. And the whole idea of it is to continue his ideas, he's no longer with us, but his ideas of giving and helping. He's famous for saying, let's make a bigger pie. So rather than competing with each other ferociously, what we want to do is find out how we can all do better by helping the world become a better place. That's what Cavett Robert was all about. And NSA, the National Speakers Association, really stands for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember my first, my first day uh, at NSA. It was at NSA Rocks in New York um, in, at the Marriott Marquis. Uh, I put my foot uh, on, on, in the United States of America, GFK, on August the 1st, 2008. And uh, I remember I had uh, reserved a limo, and I have never seen a limo before in my life, you know, a little French frog as I was. <laughs> I'd never really? seen really a limo. And, uh, you know, the back, the back end was so, so tight that we couldn't put all the suitcases in. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to take the suitcase inside the limo because the, the poor driver couldn't put all the, the suitcases that we had from France to see the inside. The you must have brought a lot of suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. And then uh, my first day at NSA, this is where I made the decision to become the first ever uh, speaker who earns the CSP in France. I mean, I was the first French CSP. Now we are four. But it was in 2012, it was in July, and it was in Indiana, India, Indy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. You were you were there. We've we've been there. I mean, I miss you guys so much. I mean, I haven't been able to attend any convention since. Only online, online convention. This is this is what brings me now to what you do. What have you been doing to be sustainable through this pandemic, this all this awful pandemic that, that we have gone through? Yeah, well, it's a definite shift in our way of thinking and the way of operation. I've been using tools like Zoom and Skype for many years. And so for me, it was just like uh, welcoming the world to our world. And I find that if we do it right, Zoom does not have to be something bad. People talk about Zoom fatigue and they go, oh, it's terrible. Zoom is bad. I say, Well, that's right. like saying PowerPoint is bad. Well, PowerPoint is just a tool. It depends on how it is used. That's right. If you use PowerPoint, it can be really um, bad. Uh, death by PowerPoint, people have said. But I think it's really a matter of using our creativity and connecting. And with Zoom, we do that. So that's why I do a little bit of variety. Like, for instance, you know, when I was showing you here, I can click over here on this with the tool that I'm using. You go, oh, there it is. Okay, you can see that it's something that's a little different. So that makes it nice. It makes it something fun. And I think that uh, that's where we have. Now, we here in Florida have been opened up. We opened up back in October of last year. And so it started opening. And strange enough, our uh, records, the number of people dying in a state where there's heavy population that are elderly is very, very low. And we are one of the lowest uh, in the country, whereas other states that kept it locked down actually have even higher. And so we find that we've been able to break that right now, as of last Saturday, here in Orange County, Florida, Orlando, uh, the mayor of Orange County said masks are no longer required and we no longer need the physical distancing. So we're back oh, wow. to going at it. I just spoke at a convention uh, uh, this Sunday. Uh, Sunday, I talked about it right here in Orlando, in person, and we were able to see people, no masks and no physical distancing, everything fine. We're back and going strong now. 
have you got the vaccine? Yes. Yeah, we went and got the two shots of the vaccine just to make sure we're okay and everything uh, doing there. But I think what we've got to do is always we need to be careful. I remember many trips over to Japan years ago, people would still wear masks. And there's a place for that. There's a reason we have them. And they're good at times. We just have to make sure that we use our sense. You base it on science and evidence. And I think that's how we uh, have to live. Yeah. Yeah. About Zoom, back to Zoom again. Uh, I, I agree with you. Zoom, there is nothing, nothing new Zoom fatigue. It's only about the fatigue listening to bad speakers using Zoom. <laughs> exactly. I think it was the great Earl Nightingale who said there are no dull speeches, but there are dull speakers. And he said, you That's can right. take uh, any topic, any topic, and you can bring it to life and bring it and energize it. You could read that it was Tulula Bankhead, an actress long, long ago. They said she could read the New York phone book, just the names in the phone book and run the gamut of human emotions. And I think that's the key. It's all in the artist and how we form our words, how we communicate and connect with other people. Uh, have you been doing other things uh, on Zoom, like, um, like Zoom webinars, or Zoom presentations and things like that? Do you, are you doing a mix uh, of, of uh, you know, Zoom and face-to-face? -face? Are you doing both? Yes, doing both, doing a lot on Zoom, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do a lot of that with clients, showing them how to present on Zoom, how to make sure that they're uh, connecting with their audience, how to use uh, video, how to use social media, and working a lot on that, as well as doing groups where we get together and we talk with people. Uh, my partner, Gina Carr, you, you know, uh, she and I are running a program called Video Rockstars. People join that, and every Wednesday we get together, and we have people from around the world that are joining us, talking about how to use video, how to market more effectively, using new tools that are on the web, and so it becomes a real fun meeting place for all of us around the world just to bounce in and uh, talk about what's working some people That's are staying great. up so late give because... us just one tip on how to be more efficient on on uh, you know virtual because a lot of our listeners don't know how to actually be more efficient when using zoom so what would be the the, the one key that you would really advise what the, the the best advice you could give us there's a whole bunch of them, of course, but I think the most important thing is to remember that the most important part of video is audio. If people can't hear you, they're going to turn off because when you think about it, you're on Zoom, you're competing with the entire internet for attention because they can go many other places to find out something that's going on that's relevant. You want to make sure the audio is coming through. Matter of fact, Christine, let me ask you, how's my voice coming through now? Very good. I yeah, notice I've got the microphone right here. You got a great mic, yeah. How is yeah. my voice? It's coming through very well. Coming through. Matter of yeah. fact, notice how, now tell me, if I'm back here like this, how's my voice coming through now? Yeah, it's going okay. It's not as clear, but it's that it's it's good. It's still okay there, but not. And if I come back farther, it's different. So the key is, as you get closer, this is most important. If you can focus on anything, get a good external microphone that helps you to make sure that it sounds good and you come across very well, so that people will continue to listen. And then, of course, the next thing would be make sure your background and your video is coming through well, because if they can't see you or you're coming across you know, in some goofy way or like I'm. Oh, over here and i'm talking like this yeah. and, you can only see and the lightning the, the lightning also you see you we both see that you have the right type of light i have the right type of lightning uh you know these these lights you can uh get them for quite cheap you can buy them from from amazon they come from china anyway 
you know, but, but lightning is, is a key thing. A lot of people have, you know, darkness and so you can't see them and, and they, or they have light behind them. So you can't see them. That's, that's another key. Yeah, exactly. You want to make sure that lighting is good. For me, I'm using the glass doors here that look out, and uh, I don't have to have that as much here in Florida, uh, particularly during the day. However, you also realize we're operating 24-7 now, and we can operate wherever, and I'll do programs when it's night here, and for instance, it would be daytime over in Australia doing programs there. So what I need to do is bring in some extra lights to make sure that those are working uh, whatever the conditions are here. Yeah, so you don't have extra lights right now. You have light, daylight. Yeah, I'm not using the external lights. I've got some here and in the other room, and I use those in different places. But uh, lighting is critical. You want to make sure that people see it. And also, by the way, here's another very important thing. Pay attention to what's behind you. Most of us don't pay attention to that. I remember, Christine, years ago when I was the chief enterprise blogger with Skype, working with them, wonderful people at Skype, and I love the product we were doing. Something, and I would talk with people around the world, setting up interviews. Usually they were guys at the time. And I remember so many times we'd get down to it. We're checking the audio. It's good. We're getting the cameras working. They got all the technology. We get ready to go on. I go, oh, <clears throat> uh, Charlie, do you really want the world to see that picture that's over your shoulder? That one particularly? And you look over, oh no, I got to get that down. You know, So pay attention to what's behind you. Here's a little trick that can help. When you're using Zoom, if you've got a big appointment coming up, let's say you got a big meeting coming up at uh, three o'clock. Well, around two o'clock before that, way before it, do a test and press record, record a quick 30 to 60 seconds on your computer and then play it back. Cause that's what other people are gonna see. And you wanna make sure that what they see behind you as well as lighting and audio and all of that is coming out. That's a real important thing to do. Yeah. I have another secret that I can share that I use uh, to have a, you know, um, warm color cloth underneath that reflects your, your, you know, yourself. Because some, some people have um, very dull uh, tone in the, in the house, you know, the, and so if they wear colors like, like rose, like I'm wearing, mm -hmm. it makes them look brighter, you see? Yes. Some some of this stuff is, is is very important. A lot of people don't know about this. And uh, if you're wearing blue, for instance, you could have a little piece of red cloth just behind you, underneath you, that would reflect your face. Mm -hmm. Did you know about this? I did not know that, but that makes sense. Thank you. See, that's yeah, important because there's a lot of those little nuances are there. As a matter of fact, let me just say something to the guys that are watching particularly. See, women get this stuff. They've been using makeup and doing that. They're doing it right. We go, oh, I'm not going to do it. Well, you need to. Here it is. It gives you a competitive advantage. You look better on screen. People will watch you and they'll want to do business with you more. So this is to my friends, my guys that are saying, uh, well, we don't want to worry about that. It is important. This is business. Yes, it is important. This is business. And uh, if you want to have um, business with corporate people, you, you need to look at least a little bit corporate. Depending on the situation here, it's kind of more, um, you know, a very lively podcast where just two friends are talking and giving some tips. What other tips would you give if you want to go online? I mean, if you want to build a program online like you do, what type of tips could you give us? Well, I think what you want to do is find out what people are looking for. Right now, we do not lack for content and material on the net. 
giving someone a free video used to be some thought of nice selling proposition. But no, right now we don't have time for a free video. Matter of fact, there's you probably run into this, Christine. There's so many good videos out there. Good as we define good, we can't even watch all of those. So what you got to do is find out what's the need that people have. Where is their pain? And design your programs to take care of that, either with good content, solving a problem. Perhaps it's entertaining. That'd be a good thing to mix in some little entertainment in there when you're doing that. Find ways to keep it lively, entertaining, interactive, very appropriate and important that as you make sure you have them interacting with you, be good. The worst thing to do would be to have one person here talking like this for about six hours on the video. And all That's you do right. is talk like that. No, you know, you want to move around a little bit, get some action in there, make sure it's professional, but a lot of things you could do. Like matter of fact, if I can, well, let me show you some of the other things I'm doing. I'm using a little program here called Ecam, And one of the things I talk about is a program I have 20 with Terry.com where people can go over there and I help them out. And you see, they've got the picture of me and then you see me moving around. It's just a little bit different, a little nuance there that makes it look a little bit nicer. And here I'll put this in here. And so I'm going to say, okay, this is how you reach me, et cetera. Putting in little differences like that. The key is remember the word variety. You want to make sure that you have a variety of changing pictures, different kinds of scenarios. And some of that might be just you moving around. I move over here a little bit and then I might come over here again. So I'm moving around a little bit because what's happening is your eye is going, hey, something's happening. What's going on? I got to find out about this. When you think about TV, that's the way they do it. So you get attention by changing it around, moving it and being very appropriate. Yeah. So you don't actually have now online programs that people can buy. Oh, we have online programs, our video rock stars that I do with Gina. We have that where people get content. They get a lot of uh, good uh, training on many different areas. Someone might say, gee, I need help on, oh, for instance, building my thumbnails in YouTube. How do I do that yeah. so it gets more views? We have whole sections on things like that. Others might say, well, what kind of lighting do I need? So we have a whole another section where they can go and find out about that within our program, Video Rockstars. And that yeah. way they've got community and they've got the education. Yes, and speakers, I mean, speakers and trainers and consultants need to understand that only approximately less than 10% of speakers earn money from 100% speaking. Uh, there, there is a multiple revenue stream uh, in our business. You yes. speak and that would bring um, more people in your training or coaching and uh, would help, help also enable sell your books if you have uh, books, for instance. A lot of people don't understand what this means. Uh, you know, speaking for them is speaking and getting paid to speak. That, that's, that's okay. But we do have something behind. We need this, especially uh, during the pandemic, because uh, we couldn't speak live. So we, we needed to have this multiple revenue stream, right? Like this, speaking at the top, that would enable, enable your sell your products online and your coaching or your training sessions, right? Absolutely. I think that's most important. One of the things that I would like to say is I think we should all be focusing on becoming CSPs. Now, I don't mean that as a certified speaking professional, although that is a good thing to do that our organizations have, but rather think of it as a communicator who solves problems. 
I think that's what we have to see ourselves. We define ourselves as a speaker who holds a microphone, stands in person in front of other people in a live event. Well, that's one way to deliver our message. We have not been able to do that as much in the last year because of the pandemic. But if we define ourselves as a communicator, we can use Zoom, we can write, we can do podcasts, we can do video through YouTube and other sources, we can consult, we can coach. We've got a host of opportunities for making money, multiple revenue sources, if we're a communicator who solves problems. That's the key. Communicator who solves problems. That's another definition of CSP, which I love, really. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I came up with that about uh, in 07, 2007. I stood, uh, did a general session for NSA on the Western Workshop. And I said, we're all these different things that we do with coaching. We do podcasts. We do consulting. We do writing. We're authors, et cetera, et cetera. Should we put all that on our name, not calling ourselves the National Speakers Association, but we're national authors writers da, da, da. no it wouldn't fit but we'll call ourselves national speakers association but we know that we're communicators who solve problems i think that's the real key yeah uh, have you heard about my seven second pitch thing uh seven second pitch no i have not <laughs> let me share that with you and the audience because we're going to share this with your audience as well my seven second speech formula is i am first name last name function I help target group or target people group who have issues and problems get benefit. I am brand. Mm, that way you're so, very succinct and it comes out very uh, cogently. Yeah, that's very, that's great. And people love this. You know, I am Christine Morley, um, speaker and speed coach. I help entrepreneurs who have issues with, uh, the structure of their keynotes who don't know what to do with their hands when they speak that's the, the issues and the suffering become memorable and that's the benefit i am the positive influence specialist you see and I that's like my my the way i wrap it up and people really uh, enjoy this because it's very uh, clear and structured because a lot of people don't know, don't know how to do their pitch and uh, I called this the seven second pitch. I have written a, a book. By, this is my second book, by the way, become um, uh, memorable in seven seconds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Becoming memorable um, in seven seconds. That's important because we have a short attention span in today's right. world more than ever. That's right. That's right. Do you like my formula? Yeah, I think that's very good. I think that it's got some real potential to let people know what's going on. I also like to take that and to make sure that I emphasize you rather than using I do this, say, I help you get the work that you, you need yes, so that you unique. can present better. When you're doing your program, you will learn how to use that and how to connect with your audience even more. So I'm taking the I out of it. I would instead focus on them because, you know, we got 20 people all saying, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. We have too, uh, too much. I agree I think with you. I focusing agree with on you. the you is important. Yeah, it's all about you. It's not about us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is your next um, project? What are you, what are you working uh, right now on? 
Oh, actually, I just got off a few uh, phone calls back and forth and some email. I've got a meeting coming up just later today with a coach that I'm working with to help me on video. My YouTube channel, shameless plug, Agorapreneurs with Terry Brock. Agorapreneurs is my venture on YouTube and my podcast. And uh, it's a word I made up from entrepreneurs good French word, by the way, entrepreneurs, but I take agora, and that comes from the Greek, the idea of open spaces and communication, people peacefully and voluntarily interacting with each other. And I think that's the way we should live life, voluntary and peacefully, so that everything we do is peaceful, and we make sure that we're working with others, creating abundance as entrepreneurs. And so those are the projects I'm working on right now, and it's uh, pretty flat out exciting. That with a lot with crypto using a blockchain and Bitcoin, those kinds of tools. I just finished as an opening keynote speaker for a conference here in Orlando and talked about opportunities that are there for entrepreneurs to really get ahead with cryptocurrency. Bitcoin, oh, this is something I have never really, I mean, I'm, I'm not very familiar to this. Yeah, Bitcoin is a digital currency. So it's based on and mathematics, not just based on what a lot of uh, governments do today, they just print fiat money. That just means I demand that you, you, you accept this. But uh, that works real well until it doesn't. And we've seen that sometimes that doesn't work. We look at Zimbabwe or we look at Venezuela and what has happened with their currencies. And now with inflation as a big concern uh, going on, people are wondering about that. I think it's time to look into and study Bitcoin and other tools like that that are based on mathematics not based on somebody saying, well, we have this really, really smart banker uh, who's going to central bank print money for us. I think instead using mathematics makes a lot of sense. So that's mm. kind of what uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrencies and particularly the blockchain is all about. Yeah, that is something that I'm totally, it is totally away from, from my knowledge. So thanks for sharing this with us. Sure. Well, matter of fact, one of the things I'm working on right now are some text and some issues. As a matter of fact, you can go over to my YouTube channel and you'll see some videos that I'm putting out. Matter of fact, another one coming up later today on uh, using blockchain and cryptocurrency and how that really works. Matter of fact, as of just last uh, this week, first country in the world accepts Bitcoin now as their national currency, El Salvador. El Salvador passed it and, and they're rolling it out now so that in a few months, the way that you will deal with people in El Salvador will be with Bitcoin. And that opens up a world of possibilities for the poor who have not done as well in El Salvador. Many of them can't get a bank account. Now they don't need one because they'll use Bitcoin and it takes the place of that. And that's going to be interesting. This is monumental uh, that that has happened this week. That's great. That's great to know. I mean, thanks for sharing this with us. Well, anyway, I've always known you, Terry, as a, a geek, you know, someone Thank who's you. always looking after the latest stuff and the, the most efficient stuff. I mean, just like a, a social media ninja kind of, you know. This well, is I how am I, honored. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I've always seen you. And, uh, and also as a very nice man, as a very nice person for sharing uh, your knowledge with us. Oh, thank so, you. Merci. Uh, Merci beaucoup. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, well, we had our um, second opening um, uh, two days ago on June 9th. We are able now to get out until 11 p.m. So we can, uh, my husband is, is able to play volleyball again from uh, 8.30 to, to 10.30 p.m. 
as oh, he has been him. able to play volleyball for for ages since we've been locked down. But it, you know, shops are not all open yet. I mean, it's it's starting, but it's still very very difficult here. It's not like for you guys in Orlando. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Orlando and Florida particularly have opened up a little bit more than other states, and we've seen good results of it. So it's been done. They looked at the science. They looked at uh, what epidemiologists are saying and medical doctors and make sure that it's done safely. But also safe is not locking everyone up all the time, we found. So I'm not going to get into that because we did not study a whole lot of epidemiology when I went to business school. Yeah, we just missed that part. And that's okay. I'm going to look at the, the science and the evidence from others that are much smarter than me in that. Yeah, well, you're you're a smart guy at lots of things anyway, Terry. I mean, you know. <laughs> a couple of things. I'm still learning. I feel like I'm in second week of kindergarten heading for a PhD. So I figure <laughs> I've got a long way to go. I'm just getting started. I've been working and uh, speaking for, I think, I see about 38 years now. So I figure I'm off to a good start. It's a good start after 38 years. Yeah, well. Uh, you still look so young. I mean, you, I mean, I don't see you getting older. You know, since I first met you uh, when I when I was invited at your apartment at the tenth floor, I I, I I don't see you change. How how do you how do you keep your your youth? Well, I guess it just, uh, for me, health is very important. Both Gina and I are really interested in how we eat, what we eat, the exercise we do, and a combination of all of those things that we hear really smart doctors tell us to do. One of the things that has worked for me, it works for some people, but not everyone, is uh, Gina and I are both vegan. And we find that we do better by being vegan. I go to see my doctor regularly and he tells me, Terry, your cholesterol is so low. You could eat all the meat you want. And I say, doctor, I already am zero. And it's like, I'm living longer, feeling better. And I think a lot of it is because of that. But I would say, whatever works for you, find out, use the advice of medical professionals to help you find what works best for your body type. And that consists of the diet, what you're going to put into your body, the fluids you put in, what you do drink, what you don't put into your body and exercise, find a good a doctor recommended exercise cycle, sleep, very important. As much as I'd like to go for only an hour a day sleeping, my body has a way of saying, uh-uh, Terry, you got to get bored of that. So I think getting that kind of uh, nutrition, getting that kind of rest is going to be most important for health and to be in optimal form. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. This is always being so uh, so interesting uh, talking to you and, um, and for our listeners as well for the Voices of Change podcast and um, well, thanks again for being with us, Terry, today. And I hope that we'll share some other tools and other tricks uh, some, sometimes in the future again. You bet. Christine, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> um...